Hey guys, we just want to take a moment to say that any views or opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the individuals of the Real Talk at Home podcast and do not reflect the views of every nation, any affiliated ministries and churches, nor do we speak on behalf of the entire Christian community. Thanks. Hi, and welcome. You're listening to the Real Talk at Home podcast, a conversation with your ENC Abilene campus ministers on current topics, how they relate to us, and how we can all move forward together. Let's tune in. It was. It was? The podcast opens up with me saying, the ice cream. Does it really? (laughs) It's one of my favorite parts of the podcast. (laughs) It's the first, like, after your intro, like, the music ends, and I'm just like, the ice cream. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is My name is Britton. You guys know me as one of the campus ministers here. Uh, I noticed, well, we got some feedback last time that... We didn't introduce ourselves, and so if you didn't know us, it was kind of a mystery of who the heck are these guys talking. Which, we didn't send it to anyone who doesn't know us. Like That's We true. didn't advertise it, or we haven't advertised anything yet. We just sent it to some of our student leaders and some of our friends. But I'm talking about when we get big time. Oh yeah, big, big time. I think it's because we're back. so full of ourselves that we assume that everybody's going to know who we are. By the time we get big time, yes, everyone will know who we are. Because we're going to be well known and then they're going to be like, oh my gosh, those guys have a podcast. (gasps) Wow. No, I'm saying the podcast is what makes us big time. Oh, then yes, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yeah. So anyways, I already said it, but I'll say it again. Uh, I'm Britton, Britton Trotter, one of the campus ministers here in Abilene. And I'm Brittany Martinez. I am the campus director for ENC Abilene. The boss. I am the big boss. And I'm Christian Martinez, the husband to Brittany Martinez. But <laughs> on the work hierarchy, I am just a grunt. That's not true, and you know it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a vanilla employee. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you are the least vanilla employee because you're anything, actually brown. I'm, I'm vanilla. <laughs> okay, I'm the caramel macchiato employee. Wow, there you go. That works. Oh, it works even more because your initials are CM. Yeah, you pointed that out when we started dating. Well, I know, but I'm also pointing it out to our listeners. That's true. And anyone else who hasn't made that connection. Yep. Am I butterscotch toffee? <laughs> <laughs> hey, anything's better than <laughs> bowel movement. Do you like, wait, do either of you like butterscotch? I do like butterscotch. Really? Yeah. I hate butterscotch and I blame my grandma. I'm going to be a good old person. That's the only candy she kept in her I, house. I don't, you guys, it's anything is better than bowel movement. Okay. Well, how did that come up? Because oh, of your initials. initials. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, yes, a lot of things are better than bowel movement. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, a good bowel movement can can really bring up your mood if 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 that's what needs to happen. I want to be that old person that carries around candy in their pockets. <gasps> the strawberry candy? Strawberry and butterscotch. Yes. Hey, hey, little, little, hey little kid, you want some candy? <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> no, no, no. Sure, you be that old man. <laughs> I'll just be watching nah, closely. No, 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 no. 
Not like that. Not like that. Okay. Anyways, we uh, let's let's get down to it so this doesn't go on forever. Um, so if you guys remember last week, we introduced, we talked about what the topic's going to be for uh, this week's podcast, and so we're talking about the relationship between faith, knowledge, and wisdom. Basically, how do you have faith? But as I've been saying it, don't be an idiot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. It's always a good question. Yeah. Um, so I think before we get started, though, I wanted to ask the question of, you know, how have you guys been handling the specific fear or threat of the coronavirus? Uh, it's it's a lot of what we talked about last episode. And uh, I know for me, um, I have been pretty chill. Uh, I think it just goes with my personality. And, you know, I also just have a lot of stuff I can do back in my apartment and so it's like oh i'm not like really trapped because there's a lot of things i can do um so i've actually been pretty chill and with my dad being a doctor and he been he's been pretty tell me realistic numbers so i know the realistic things but i'm also not too worried about it yeah i'd say um i was pretty chill up until about a couple days ago i was talking to Brittany about this but um, we had a, a work staff uh, Google Hangout meeting thing where uh, one of the employees of our organization um, spoke and uh, I respect him very much. And um, he just gave us the, this is what it is. This is where we're headed. This is what we should prepare for. And for some reason that really hit me. And I just felt the weight of like, wow, this is this is happening. And I, and I was telling Brittany, I like, I'm not a, I can't like make the excuse I'm a kid. All this is happening to all the adults around me, and I'm un, I'm protected. It's like, wow, I'm an adult, and this affects me. And I have to figure out like how to protect my family, how to pray for my family and my friends. Like, what am I gonna do if somebody close to me, you know, um, catches the virus or gets really sick or you've god forbid passes away so um i'm dealing with a little bit more anxiety right now but i'm okay um just continuing to pray for my friends and my family and um leave it in god's hands honestly yeah i've been i've been swinging back and forth between um i think two extremes where i'm just pretty chill and i just know i need to be smart and use wisdom like anytime i go out in public i try and wear gloves not because i'm worried of you know picking up a live infection but because it keeps me from touching my face um which is why i also um ask my mom to send me some of the masks that she's making just so i don't touch my face when i'm out in public cuz i touch my face a lot I do too. It's terrible. I literally just did it as you were saying. It that. is. It is terrible. You, Why you am I like this? You guys can't see, but his hand was like under his chin. It. It is. Yeah, you were touching your face as, as literally as I'm we were talking about, about it. it too. That's why my face is so greasy all the time. Yeah, which is it's unfortunate because one of the main things that we're being told right now is, well, one, quarantine yourselves, social distance, work from home, uh, but we're also not supposed to touch our face and. How do you sit when you're working from home or when you are bored? You're touching your face more than likely. It's it's pretty unfortunate. Not a not a great chain of events. But I've been swinging back and forth between being pretty chill and just doing what I can to being uh, pretty stressed out about it, being really overwhelmed, uh, not necessarily worried that I'm going to get sick or that 
um, I guess Christian will get sick, but thinking about our extended family and just thinking about the herd mentality or the mob mentality of people going crazy. A couple weeks ago, when it first started to look like it was going to go crazy, I went into almost a prepper mode and wanted to buy a whole bunch of food and it was, it was bad. And I repented for that because now we're having problems with that in grocery stores of people wanting to hoard. Um, so I'm, I'm doing all right. I think right now I'm pretty balanced in the middle of the the two extremes. So that leads us into our, our actual question for the episode. Now that we've, you know, been able to talk about how we're dealing with it, you know, we're all believers and, on top of that, we are missionaries. We help other believers make disciples who make disciples and preach the gospel and, and be active Christians, active members of a local church. And so uh, we, we sometimes fight with this finding the balance between extremes and helping other people find the balance. So in, in the coronavirus, in a situation like this, what do you think is the relationship or the the comparisons or the contrast between faith, knowledge, and wisdom? Yeah, I think, um, well, you know, for me, faith comes with, um, comes from trust, whereas knowledge comes from information and wisdom comes from experience. And I don't think that they're separate in any way. Um, the relationship between the three at least for me, are essential for my everyday living. And so I have to take each day with, okay, what have I learned from the past? That's with that's wisdom. What information do I have at hand? You know, that's knowledge. And then where's my heart in all this? And how is my heart tying all this together with my faith in God and my faith in um, Christ and the Holy Spirit? And so they're not, for me, they're not exclusive. Um, and they're also really not that different it's kind of a cohesive thing i think in order to have some sort of sanity at least for me yeah yeah i it's interesting that you made that distinction uh i mostly agree i think i would i would say that wisdom is the thing that holds it together because we have faith we have our trust in god and we have the facts we have our knowledge but then we use wisdom um not necessarily from our previous experience but we use wisdom in knowing where to go from there so it's not necessarily all faith or all knowledge all wisdom it's using wisdom to to know, okay, this is an area where I need to really press into what the Bible says, what, what God is saying, or this is, well, not that there's ever a chance or, or a situation where you don't go into what scripture is saying, but this is a situation where I really need to, I need to recognize what the facts are. And having the wisdom means being able to balance what scripture says, what you know God has said and God has promised, but also being realistic and not being naive to what 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 knowledge is being presented, what information is being presented. I feel like I need to make the distinction that that wisdom just doesn't come from myself. Like I'm getting wisdom but from like pe- collective experience. Oh well, yeah, I'm getting wisdom from my family, from my father, from my friends that I trust, um, you know, from my my pastors or whoever I from Trust. God. Uh-huh. Well, From God. <laughs> okay. Yes. Jesus juke. <laughs> yes. Thanks for the Jesus juke. Yeah, Obviously, I'm getting my wisdom from God and the word. But on situations like this where God doesn't talk about the coronavirus. Right. 
in the Bible, um, I get wisdom from people I respect that also have, um, that share the same faith that I do. So, I mean, it doesn't specifically talk about coronavirus in the Bible, but it talks about other plagues and sickness and disease because it's, it's been a thing that humanity has faced our entire history. Um, and you know, I, I don't really have a whole ton to add to what you guys said, but a big thing for me is taking all of those things. So faith and fear to me are, it's like the same issue or the same, they're the same thing because they both have to do with how you view your future. That's good. Having faith is that you have hope in your future. And that's, that's when we say we have faith in Jesus, faith in the resurrection, that we have faith in our salvation. We have faith in what is going to happen to us when we die. Um, people who don't have that have fear of what would happen to them when they die. And that is a negative outlook on your future. And so with all the information that's presented to us, all the knowledge that we have on how what we should do um, on the symptoms of coronavirus, I'm sure all of you have done research into that so, it's, so you know what to look for and everything. That's the knowledge. The wisdom is the information that the government tells you or scientists tell you, the CDC, World Health Organization tells you, you know, don't do this, stay six feet apart from each other, all these things. That's the wisdom. But the faith is um, believing that God will protect you. And even if, if you do get sick, that God will protect you. Um, and not having fear and not being afraid to, you know, it's like, I'm starving because I don't have any food, but I'm too afraid to leave my house. So, yeah. Yeah, it seems like it seems like one of the big ways where people are, especially, I guess, believers are fighting that faith versus fear mentality is what it looks like to trust God um, and or versus trusting the authorities and experts at a time like this. So what what do you guys think it looks like to trust God and trust the authorities and experts? And at what point do you think that we might have to pick who we listen to more? I, cause I think, you know, God, God puts leaders and authorities over us for a reason. Like nothing happens without him doing it or without him knowing. Um, and so he placed leaders above us and I believe that we're supposed to follow them if they're honoring God. But at the point that they choose to not honor God or not to obey God, then we have the responsibility to obey God above all else. And that seems like such a hard line to draw. And I'm not saying, hey, go out and rebel and we need complete anarchy because we're only supposed to follow Jesus. We're only supposed to follow God. But there is a lot of nuance there as well. And I think it it comes down to being able to read the scriptures and apply them to the situation that we're in. Yeah, to me, uh, I'm reminded of, I love metaphors and parables. I'm reminded of the kind of modern day parable of the the man who's lost on a desert island. And he's like, God. Classic. Yeah, he keeps praying, God, save me. God, save me. And then a boat shows up and they're like, hey, we'll take you back to shore or back to mainland. And he's like, no, I'm waiting on God to save me. Okay, bye. And then next thing you know, a a helicopter shows up. Hey, we're we're here to pick you up. Oh, no, I'm waiting on God to save me. And then a cruise ship shows up and it's like, hey, join us on this cruise and, you know, we'll take you home afterward. He's like, no, I'm waiting on God to save me. 
Imagine passing up a free cruise. I know. <laughs> Jeez. And and then he dies on the desert island and shows up in heaven. He's like, what the heck, God? Why didn't you save me? And God's like, you dummy. I sent a boat, a helicopter, and a freaking cruise ship to save you. Can we just can we just highlight the fact that in this metaphor, at least the way Britain interprets it or tells it, is God just straight up calls the guy a dummy. I'm just wondering, how often does God just look at us and say, you dummies? I think a lot. You dummies. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. I lean really heavily on the idea of God being a friend, you know, a father creator, but a friend too. Um, I think God's got a pretty good sense of humor. So and maybe we'll cover that someday. But um, so so what does it look like to trust God and trust the authorities and the experts? That means that, you know, trust God to do miraculous and awesome things. So, ex- you know, if you're that guy on the desert island, expect to be picked up and transported back to like teleported somewhere, you know, awesome. Have faith in that. But if a boat shows up, thank God for that. If if you're sick and a doctor's like, hey, we want to give you medicine. Don't just say, no, I'm, I'm expecting miraculous healing. You can believe that, but you can also accept the medicine that they're giving you because God has given us the ability to learn and to discover and to learn and to, to uh, create things. And so to not use those gifts and not to take hold of the blessing that God has given us is actually kind of um denying god in that moment yeah i would i would agree with most if not all of that i think one of the things that for me when i come across this question how do you trust both god and authorities i think back on the i think it's a specific scripture in Matthew, but it's when Jesus is, um, I think he's either being asked by Pilate or maybe it could be Paul talking about some point in the New Testament, but no, no authority under heaven isn't basically God given. Um, God had, has put people in specific positions either to, um, help us or to challenge us. And obviously there are extreme examples of, you know, leaders that have been very corrupt and evil and also, but there's also been some good examples of leaders who have been very good and compassionate and help people. And I think the other thing too is like, just because you have faith doesn't mean you don't have a brain. God created us (laughs) with a brain to be able to think for ourselves and to have common sense. Um, And he, he's also given us, you know, instinct and, He's also given us community, and uh, I, I like I rely heavily on my family and my friends to to help me process. You know, should we trust what they're saying, or should we go about you know um, our business? And I think one of the biggest mistakes right now that we're seeing in the more extreme sides of the Christian church, at least here in America, is defiant pastors, defiant ministers, who are seemingly trusting God more, but I think they're more inclined to be just rebellious you know because at one point especially in the early church the government stood as something that was oppressive um authorities were oppressive and the image of the early church was the persecuted church and if somebody opposes what the church is wanting to do then obviously that's persecution that's not always the case um 
because there are humans in the church. Therefore, there are stupid people in the church. And so what I would say is, um, what does it look like to both trust God and authorities is, is trust God. What does the word say? What does he tell you to do when it comes to authorities? And then also, what what does your brain tell you? You know, does this person look like they don't have your interest in mind? Are they making moves? Um, are they telling you, giving you advice that just is not based on reality or facts? Um, and then go from there. And then also, if you if you're confused, then talk to your friends, talk to your family. Um, but you can use your brain and also use your heart to have faith in God. So. Yeah, I feel like the story that or the metaphor that Britton used probably would have ended sooner or at least a lot differently if he wasn't stranded alone on the island. That's true. I think there's there's a huge importance of being in community and the ability or the availability for people to be able to speak into your life, people that you trust, um, but also people that you need to be able to speak into your life and maybe check you on things or challenge you. So your family, close friends, your, your, your church or your spiritual community will keep us from, you know, holding on to, oh, there's gotta be a term for that. Cause it's not, I mean, it is faith. Like you do have faith. God is going to rescue you or heal you or whatever. But it's almost like it's collective faith. Well, yeah, like we we need the collective faith of being in community with people and the accountability that comes from being able to keep each other in check. I mean, you could just say wisdom. That oh, other yeah. people have wisdom. Yeah, that's good. So, apart from the coronavirus epidemic that we're currently facing, um there are examples of Christians specifically, and I'm sure there are other faiths out there who have had people who go to extremes, who kind of um, throw away any sense of common or any sort of common sense whatsoever. Just a couple in the name of faith, in the name of faith. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, Britain, where do you draw the line between having common sense and faith yeah i mean as as we were preparing for this i was i was talking with um with Brittany about the topic and i was like oh man we could talk about like churches that use snake handlers or um <laughs> she's making it goodness face. gracious yeah so it's so for them if you've never heard of it it's you have faith that if you get bitten you'll be fine and they're handling these venomous snakes well, first, the first step is I'm handling this venomous snake and I have faith that I won't get bitten. Yeah. And then the second step is, well, if I do get bitten, I'll be fine because I'm handling it in, in worship. Faith. In worship. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if if somehow somebody who does believe that starts listening, you know, uh, all right, you know, I guess you do. We would you. love to hear about your experience. Yeah. <laughs> and your motivation. But I will say is that if you're putting yourself purposely in danger, and I don't know how that is proclaiming the gospel or anything like that. I mean, I I guess if I can maybe see it happening, but it's if if you're just doing that just for the sake of doing it, you know, I, I think that God will protect you while you do his mission. So, you know, if if I'm like I'm out on a hike 
and I see a dead tree hanging over a cliff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to climb on that and God's going to protect me. It's like, mm, I should have used common sense before I get out on that you dead might tree. Die. Yeah. And for what reason? Like what for what reason would I die? Just so I could take a cool picture to post on Instagram or something? It's it's not furthering Do it for the gram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not furthering the faith. And so I think that, you know, if you're doing something crazy, like if you're going to, I don't know, a closed country, Iran, to spread the faith that you're going to have to rely a whole lot on your faith and not so much on common sense while you're doing that because it is a dangerous country to to share the faith in. But that is having faith and wisdom where sometimes your wisdom and knowledge is going to be overtaken by your faith where it doesn't make sense, but this is what God has called me to do. And sometimes it's going to be, God's not calling you to do this. You're just acting like an idiot. I don't want to beat a dead horse uh, because we've talked a lot about, you know, faith, knowledge, wisdom, common sense, et cetera. Uh, So I want to highlight another, or I guess one aspect of of this conversation that, yes, God has given us uh, a brain to use. He's given us common sense. And uh, we have have our faith and our trust and our hope that in, in the middle of, you know, a pandemic or guess like snake handling or whatever we have hope that even if we do die in this life we have eternal life with Christ yes but I think even even beyond that we we have a personal relationship with God we no longer have to go through the Pope or a priest to be able to to connect with God to come into his presence or into his throne room or approach him and so drawing the line between faith and common sense I think yeah, use your brain, have hope, but also God is speaking to us even now through the scripture and personally. And so what Britton was saying, if God has told you to handle snakes and expect a miracle, then you better do it. But if he hasn't, if you're just doing it to try and force a miracle or force God's hand, or you're just doing it because you want to show how good of a faith you have, then I'd I don't think that that's the right thing to do. And same thing with his example of going into a closed nation, a a closed off nation that's not receiving the gospel um, or that's where the gospel is illegal or being a Christian is illegal. If God tells you to do that, go, you better go. But if he doesn't, what are you trying to prove? Is it for building yourself up or for building up God? Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's exactly what I was going to say was, um, you know, I I consider the culture that we're in, um, especially here in America, we we tend to romanticize things. Uh, we romanticize experiences. We romanticize um, ideas. We romanticize, you know, whatever, um, because we our culture we tend to exaggerate things. You know, I don't blame Instagram, but Instagram's a a great um, is a great example of that right now, where everything is what you see but what you see might not be to everything. And so um, that being said, even as Christians or even just human beings in general, we can romanticize the healing of God. We can romanticize um, the move of God and the miracles of God. I think back to the New Testament um, where Jesus was doing miracles. He was healing. He was also teaching. 
yet a lot of people were fixated on seeing a miracle, especially Jewish people, because they wanted a sign, they wanted a miracle, they wanted proof. And I felt the pressure as a Christian to ask God for a healing because, honestly, not at times I wanted God to be glorified. I wanted God to not prove me wrong, Mm -hmm. basically. I just didn't want to be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And so it was either like my faith has to come through or I'll never be able to see this person again without being ashamed because they didn't get healed. And that's not where you want to come from. You, You do want God to be glorified. But I've always told people especially those who do pray for healing for their family members or friends, whatever is you, you need to be okay with God, not healing this person right now. Believe in faith and just because a person isn't healed or just because a situation isn't fixed doesn't mean he didn't have faith. Right. It just, it just means that that's not God's decision at the moment. Yeah. Um, and so we can't, we can't invoke the healing of God. And of course, you know, God's heart is for the broken. It is for people who, have COVID-19. It is for people who um, do need healing or do um, need some sort of breakthrough, but we're not God. We don't get to tell him when that happens. We get to just be people of faith in community, believing with each other, and then waiting for that moment to come through. When it does, we rejoice, and when it doesn't, we're, we get confused, and we process it together, and we pray together, and, and we move on, you know, so... Yeah, I have uh, one last thought, um, and that is that sometimes your faith is going to be great. Like, you're going to have to have more faith than the knowledge or the wisdom that you have or are being given. Sometimes you're going to have to use your knowledge more than your faith or wisdom, and sometimes you're going to have to use wisdom more than faith and knowledge. So if you're a doctor with a you know, a medical degree, you have more knowledge on, you know, if, if you get sick with a cold and some random guy is like, yo, you've got diphtheria. It's like, I've got more knowledge than you on this. I know I don't have diphtheria. I am smarter than you. Yeah. So you're using your knowledge more than their wisdom and you don't need faith because you know. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so basically you're saying we should be more like Ron Swanson. Yes. <laughs> well, in some situations, because sometimes, you know, if a doctor says, hey, you've got cancer, you've got six months to live. Yeah. Then, you know, your knowledge probably won't help at all there, but you can have faith that God is going to do something miraculous and it's going to trump the wisdom, the, the the knowledge that that doctor has and he's and that doctor giving you wisdom. So... At, at like I think in most situations you're gonna have to use one more than the other three there but sometimes it's gonna be all three are pointing one direction it's like if all three are pointing one direction you better listen you should do but, you should go that direction but what you're not saying is that the three of them are opposed to each other no like you can't just have one at one time yeah they all work together um symbiotically Is yeah that the word I'm looking for yeah, yeah. so cool awesome well, that about wraps up our second episode of Real Talk at Home podcast. A little bit more of a serious, serious conversation this time. It yeah. is. It is. And I, I will say that if you find yourself more anxious after listening to this episode, that is not what we want. Oh, gosh, no. So stop. Um, just stop. Just kidding. Have but faith, I, dude. But I will say this. I will say this, that you do have a community you can reach out to. You do have friends. You can reach out to ENC um, here in Abilene 
or any other ENC chapters that you're close to, um, if you're listening um, from afar. Um, or, you know, seek out family or friends who do have wisdom, who do have knowledge, and also have faith. Um, I believe all three of those are very important to, especially in times like this where there's an uh, epidemic and, and we're all barricaded in our homes and we're not sure what the end of it's going to look like. Um, but I think we need all three now more than ever. When the knowledge and wisdom is pretty grim, you're going to need more faith. So Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's like everything. It's holding everything in balance as much as possible. Yeah, so the Real real Talk at Home family, uh, we're here for you. And if you need prayer or if you need um, any wisdom, we don't like giving advice per se, but we will do our best to help you with wherever you are with whatever you're dealing with. So feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can uh, DM us in our Instagram page at ENC Abilene, um, or you can um, email us at encabilene at gmail.com. Yes, that's right. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um Next episode, we're going to be talking about the, uh, we're actually going to be taking it down from the seriousness and going to a more fun realm. Yeah, this was a little hard. I'm this, so hyped. This, this, this was a little hard. We're actually going to be talking about crazy stories that we've read or that we've been through in the Bible um, and just our reactions to those, our thoughts on those. It's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. Hopefully, we're, we're not going to be too serious. Um, but there, there might be some things in there. If you haven't read the entire Bible through, there would there will be, I guarantee, some things you've never heard, you've never even thought would be in the Bible, but they are. There's also going to be a few a few stories that we'll probably talk about that you are only like three verses long. So you might have been reading through it and just read through it like, oh, okay, that that happened. And moving on to the bigger bigger action sequences. Yeah, one particular story that Britain's very excited to talk about. It's my favorite verse. It's his favorite story. Th- yeah. But it's really story. short. Yeah, and that's one example that you were talking about. You yeah. Would have, you would have read right over it if you didn't know. All right, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's Real Talk at Home podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. In the meantime, you can head over to the ENC Abilene Instagram or Facebook page to leave a comment on our most recent episode. We'd love to hear what you have to say.